0: Welcome back to Tapping into Crypto. We're here with your fortnightly market update. I'm Pav and I'm Tommy. And we are absolutely biting at the bit to give you guys a bit of an update on what we've been seeing. I think market correction happened in the middle of all of this. It's all happening. It's all happening. Uh, but if you love what you're hearing and enjoy the app, definitely tag us in your socials at tapping to crypto and let us know what you think. A couple of key topics we want to top into, like Tommy mentioned, the uh, market correction. I guess that we've all sort of seen over the last one or two weeks. Everybody's running scared at the moment. <laughs> That's it. protect it all. Got a little bit of a update on just some main nets that are coming online, some, I guess, new DeFi projects and how they're sort of evolving at the moment. And lastly, you know, we can't ignore the obvious one, the uh, NFT news, all the gaming coins absolutely running, right? Yep, so, absolutely. Um, so a bit of a deep dive into why that might be the case. Even the rest of the market is a bit stagnant. So,
1: mate, let's just jump into it. Unpack it, Matt. Give us the Tommy lowdown on Bitcoin. What do you think, mate? Uh, Matt, I mean... The last time we we did the podcast, I guess we'd seen a lot of volatility coming up through. It kind of seemed like we were in a bit of a straight line for a while. Yeah. I I did feel like, you know, we we mentioned on the podcast, we kind of predict, if you will, a bit of an extended run this Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And definitely, I don't think anything has changed. I, as you well know, I loved a kind of correction similar to what we've had now. Some profit has been taken on that key level again. We crossed over 65K USD. Pushed into a new high over 67 USD. And, you know, it, I guess some people are kind of complaining that it wasn't a strong enough break into new all-time highs. But, you know, yeah. we're still breaking into all-time highs, right?
0: That's it. Everyone's just likening it to what we saw, I guess, towards the end of 2020 when Bitcoin just absolutely flew out of the gates and just rocketed past that 20k previous high. I think everyone's looking at that. You know, if we are bullish, why isn't that happening again? I just think a whole different construct, a whole different sort of ball game.
1: And I think the level of investors is changing over time as oh, well. Absolutely, we've, we've touched on it yeah. on many occasions. That you know the market is getting more institutionalized. The market is getting more serious. Investors are coming in, and I guess there's not as much Bitcoin on the exchanges that are actually p- passing hands as well. So you know, that does add to the volatility, but it also means that a lot more people are just holding on long term. Yeah, on, and on to the, the top apps. That's it, and I think. It has been just
0: a case of if you actually look at where Bitcoin has been sort of settling around about the price range, I guess that we're sort of seeing now, it it almost is testing what we would want to see it testing, I guess, if you're looking at from a technical standpoint. So, you know, there was a bit of a range low that we established at the start of November. It's basically just coming back, dipping a little bit below that you know can we close higher and just move towards the next side of the range so go from the bottom of the range to the top which is i guess the the current highs that we put in yep. you know that's completely healthy i guess my personal opinion but i think it definitely is a testing to the kind of traders and investors we're seeing come into the space like you mentioned like everyone wants
1: the big money well when the big money comes in it yeah. it doesn't FOMO. yeah um, it it's does a bit cha- more calculated right absolutely it changes yeah. the dynamic of the volatility as well mm. um you know, I mean, our chat the last day was around the extended cycle and how this might play out for the next, you know, the rest yep. of this year, and then play into next year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I guess, this recent correction, and you know, in the grand scheme of things, is it is it even really a correction? Like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's it was a pullback from, from profit taking, right? Yeah, it's profit taking, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a very healthy kind of. For me, it looks like a mid-market kind of correction. You know, yeah, so yeah. It kind of further validates, you yep. know, at the moment at least, it validates that um, opinion that we could see a longer, a more extended cycle. And, yep. you know, the longer that it does kick around in those levels and we do see some sideways action, it's, you know, it's crypto. Mm. It's just those types of trading activities, you like to call it the coil up, the yeah. coil up before a move. That's can it. be down, can be up, yep. but it's a coil up move. So, you know, you're only a couple of steps away from some more volatility, I guess. And, um, yep. you know, it, it definitely seems to be, um, you know, even just today, We've seen a good close, a strong close again, about fifty-eight k. Yeah, about that. Yeah, at the time of recording, and anyway, you know, that's been a recovery back from I think the low of about 54, 55 k mm. um, earlier this week. So you know, good signs again that we're starting to consolidate and come back into it.
0: That's it. I think the best way I find understanding it is you just think of it as a rope. There's two people at each side just pulling out it. Got the bulls, got the bears. When the market's pushed to a price range where it's currently at stress. Who's going to come to save the day is essentially what you're waiting to see. So, I mean, these are the sort of key levels where you might take a bit of risk off, potentially. You might just wait to see what happens once the dust settles. But, I mean, this also might open up the opportunity to kind of look at what some of the other market players are doing. You know, is anything front running at the moment? I think, you know, we've both seen Avalanche just absolutely run ham while the rest of the market was going sideways. So, I don't know about you. I'm getting a bit of um, deja vu in how Solana
1: sort of ran very similar. Yeah, similar, yeah. Similar, similar type project as well. They're on yeah. blockchain. You know, they've got a strong staking protocol. Yep. Um. Yeah. It came. It's kind of came out of out of nowhere in a way, but I guess yep. similar to Solana, strong community again. We 100%. talk about community all the time. Massive
0: backing by developers. Yep.
1: yep. Yeah. Correct. And um, yeah, I mean that's that's one that that's came on our radar. I think it's you know it's crept into the top seven or eight top traded assets on on SwiftX in the last yep. you know a couple of months or so. so
0: yeah. You and, know, from memory, there was some timely news around AVAX as well. Avalanche uh, with Deloitte actually saying that that they were going to explore into blockchain options with them, just with their very unique governance system that they have, which is definitely a hallmark signature of Avalanche versus, uh, I guess, other uh, layer one, layer two solutions out there. So, you know, at the same time, yes, you got the price action, but you're also getting the fundamental catalyst as well, which I think may be attributing to why the prices just, you know, continue to just run. So. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see in the next couple of weeks. Um, as the rest of the market kicks off, does it keep going as well? I think that's uh, one that I guess most people might have invested in, might be waiting to see what it turns into.
1: Yeah, and well, I guess another topic on trend at the moment is, you know, obviously we talk about NFTs. Mm. We talked about the um, data on gaming. Yeah, I, I wish I knew more about it. To be really yeah. honest with you, like I, I'm yeah. not a gamer personally, so yeah. that's something that I jump into. But I feel like I need to go home for the weekend and and uh, sit down in front of the computer screen and and play some yeah. games. But it it kind of plays into this whole metaverse attitude or this yeah. you know this movement, if you will, around play to earn gaming. You know, people are sitting at home, literally sitting at home, and earning a weekly wage playing games on, yeah. online. Yeah. And, and there's a there's a host of different options. I mean, Axie Infinity was one that, that yep. kind of came out of the traps. I think it's up from, you know, $3 to $160 US man, in was, six months.
0: I still remember sitting in our office watching actually get to $10, and I was like, <laughs> it's like, gone to, too high, Tom. I've got to gotta, gotta wait for a pullback. Yeah. 10 to like 15. Story of our lives, man. I know, it's got to pull back. $19, yeah. it's got to pull back. Next yeah. <laughs> minute, 40 minute, 40 bucks. I'm like, ah, oh, forget it. It's just going. Yeah. Um, but even now, like looking back, even $40 was not a bad entry. We yeah. Can, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. so...
1: Yeah, exactly yeah. And, and I guess for people that aren't fully across it yet, I'm probably referencing me and Pav as well <laughs> when I say that, but um Absolutely. you know we're we're obviously going to spend some time in yeah. to get across it at the moment, but um well no. I
0: think um, I I've got some homework I can share. So yeah. a lot of this, you know, was last minute and also someone else's I guess take on it too, but I was able to sort of verify it a little bit at least, but yeah, the whole I guess narrative around why is Something like Axie Infinity is such a powerful ecosystem. So, firstly, I guess for those at home that may not be aware, like there are games that you can now play to earn either rewards or unlock objects or sell things on marketplaces to essentially play to earn, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, for someone like us, you know, based in Australia, you might sort of turn their nose up at, you know, being able to make 10, 12, 20 bucks a day. But I mean, the majority of the world, you know, can live off probably that. You know, when you look at places where the game's taken off, like the Philippines is is yep. case in point of how it's, it's been shown to be a very effective tool for just replacing income. So a lot of people have just opted not to go to work, stay at home, play this 2D player-verse environment, player-verse player game, and be able to live off it and feed their
1: family. I mean, it's just, who would have seen that coming a year yeah. ago? It's just nuts. It's crazy. And there yeah. is, there actually is, speaking of, you know, the Australian options, there, are, there is that project, Illuvium, yeah, out Illuvium. Of Sydney yeah, as well. Yeah and they've had an absolute massive run in, in the last kind of six months. I think they only launched maybe about six months ago but yeah. I think they launched around the $20 or the $30 mark and you know they're nearly $1300 worth of token. But they've got this kind of 3D gaming version. I did yeah, have a quick look at what they offer in it. Yeah. I mean it looks impressive. Yes. Um haven't actually played it yet, but um it's one that I'd love to to dig into and it's it's great to see projects like that, you know, mm. coming coming out of Australian businesses as well. Very 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 exciting to see. Yeah, 100%. Innovation.
0: I mean it's just funny like It almost seems like there's a theme every time we sort of look at the markets. Like, we bigged up DeFi. I know this obviously is before SwiftX, you know, and I guess us working together. Like, I know that was something that was just, you knew it was DeFi. You knew that that was a place you'd want to start to look to invest your money. Like, well, um, and now it almost just seems like... Trends. It's all about
1: trends, right? Trends, right? Trends is your friend. Like, you just have to, you know, I guess the sooner you identify something like that and... It's um, yeah. you know, people talk about the 2017 run, and they're like, yeah, um, you know, we're not going to see gains like like we've <laughs> seen, but it's not actually true. It's it's happening, it's happening like right constantly. now. Yeah. Um, you know, people are uncovering coins, new gems, as they call them. You know, yeah. like it's still happening today. So it's about doing what, your research, and just pick, yeah, yeah, investing a right amount, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like yeah. you're not putting, you know, you you have a certain amount of risk on, mm. but you got to that has to be adjustable, right? And especially with these new projects, you know, nine nine times out of ten. You might get burned, but you might hit one really, really, really good one, you know? And that's mm-hmm. when you get your Axie. Well, that's yeah. when you pick up an Axie at $2, yeah. you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and Alluvium at, at $20. So, yeah, I guess, well, the, our message is probably like, you know, one of the trends we're definitely highlighting is around the gaming and this NFT space. Yeah. A lot of people talking about NFTs, but I guess more play to earn yeah. space. Um, You know, for people that are looking for more projects, we've got some listed on SwiftX. Um, yes. Sandbox was another one. You've yep. got Mana. But a resource I, I like to use is CoinGecko for this. Mm. So you go on to CoinGecko Big fan. and you search the categories. So you can search um, DeFi, you can search exchange listed tokens. And then the new one now that people are searching is the play to earn. So, yep. you know, for anyone just like, all right, what's the next coin that's going to come out? And like, we don't know, obviously, but I mean, a good starting point is to mm. you know identify those categories via CoinGecko and yep. just have a look and read up about the projects that's and the rest is up to you. That's it. <laughs> That's it.
0: Yeah, it's great resource. I use that one too. Create your own watch list so you can have multiple ones that you're looking at at any given yeah. time. So, um, and it, it definitely you can sort by even just the date. I think that they come on um as well. So what's yeah. you can actually see what's just fresh on.
1: Yeah, well, um, the new SwiftX app favorites is really probably my first go to. Like in the morning, yeah, switch on to my favorites. I've got them all listed what's up, what's down. But it's, if it's like more of a deeper research category based, that's what I like to use the, yep. the coin gecko for,
0: which is really cool. Yeah, I think it's um just on that same topic. You know, I think the biggest gainer we've seen in the last 14 days is Gala. If not far behind by a couple of the other, yep. once again, NFT sort of gaming based tokens like Sandbox, I think was right behind its heels. But um, I know that's one that we've looked into listing. Mm-hmm. And by the time this podcast releases, we should have it on yeah, the platform. Yeah, I think
1: we'll have that listed by the time the podcast goes out, which is yeah. cool. So getting on that one. Yeah, pretty early, which is good. And yep. yeah, if we talked about Sandbox, which is another one in that category that allows people to buy land within the metaverse. Yeah, um, another thing that goes whoosh, where, straight. Where, over where would you buy land in what the metaverse, Tommy? <laughs> Pardon? Where would you buy land in the metaverse? Uh, I mean, you know, people talk about real estate in New York back yeah. in the nineteen twenties, but I don't know if that's something that's available. But um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I like where I am. Yeah, I like Fifth like X office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Sounds good. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Yeah, for sure.
0: I know there was like one that I invested in a while back that was called OVR, which was basically buying the digital version of uh, Real World landmarks. So you could essentially own part of the land around the Eiffel Tower or the Louvre or yeah, nice. At the end of the day, it is what someone else wants to put, I guess, a notional value on. But Absolutely. it just opens up almost the world to who knows how we could be doing business in 10, 20 years time. Like we yeah. could have, you know, real estate contracts where, you know, it's an NFT and you own part of a house and it's an
1: mm-hmm. NFT, you know. I think there's there's yeah. been some pretty strong moves yeah. been made even in Australia around that, the whole land ownership and transfer yeah. of deed and property yeah. and things been you know to do it via blockchain could it just gonna make makes sense yeah. like yeah. it makes sense like it's such a manual and yeah uh, monolithic process to you know find documents or from for ownership of property and things like that so yeah you know there's just a real life use case that we could see for you know it's probably mm. not nft but it's just more blockchain use i guess that's um, it that's very exciting and one that could be implemented yeah I guess. Cool. what's uh, trending we remember we were talking about crypto.com yeah, we were, yeah. Crypto.com. Have they sponsored you for this podcast? Because <laughs> they sponsored everything else, pretty much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, wouldn't be surprised if one of us walks in with crypto.com shoelaces uh, one day.
1: Yeah, I mean I mean, um, you know, obviously a big global player. They sponsored sports arenas, yeah, UFC, like UFC, Formula F1, One. F one, yeah. You know, Probably but I account. guess there, um, yeah, billions of dollars
0: spent yeah. in sponsorship. Um, really well established too; like they're not just something that's popped up overnight. So no, like they've been, been making f- that money for a while.
1: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. They're just starting to to spread it out now. But um, I mean, it's I guess the the news really is about mm. their their mainnet launch. Correct. Their token has gone from about I want to say twenty cents to close to a dollar, you nearly guess. a dollar. Yeah, in that's in a very short close. period of time. Yeah, not not long at all. Yeah, it's it's
0: crazy. It's just um almost vertical looking at it, but. But like you mentioned, it is just they're creating more use cases for their token. They've got that DeFi element to it now. So uh, Elrond Gold, similar sort of launch as well with their uh, mainnet going live too. So for those just not in the know, when a mainnet, we're basically talking about they're having their own smart contract base, essentially, where uh, they can create you know dApps, decentralized apps, they can create multi-sig contracts. So you can do things like... Uh, I guess what you can do with Ethereum now, right? Like we yep. talk about NFTs, yep. et cetera. They're only possible due to, I guess, them having this mainnet net ability.
1: Um, Nobody wants to put anything on Ethereum at the moment, you know? Oh, um, you got $200 for gas? That's crazy. No, no. gas no. fees. We don't, we don't agree with gas fees on, no. on this podcast. Gas fees <laughs> too high. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, that mainnet yeah. element is, you know, I guess, before there wasn't as much of a drive to build your own mainnet because no. Ethereum was so developer friendly and and it made sense to launch a project on Ethereum. Yeah. But now it just doesn't. It's not scaling well. No. I think they will fix the issues. Um, maybe it'll come via layer two, like like Bitcoin with Lightning. You know, does yeah. kind of we got Matic that does that. Matic yeah. runs on top and
0: yeah. it helps, but it's not the answer, right? Like, no, Ethereum's still gotta. Do- they need yeah, they need to
1: fix their own yeah. shit if you don't mind me saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, but yeah. um. Yeah, the crypto.com token has been um, obviously pumping because of that mainnet launch and, and the use cases, like you said. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one to watch, and they're pretty much taking on the world, like you said. The, the sponsorships is huge; they're absolutely everywhere at the moment, and, and yeah, um, you know, pretty much they'll sponsor uh, somebody crossing the road these days. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just, um, Part of their strategy, and um, yeah, interesting play. It is just interesting, yeah, because I mean, obviously, not the everyday investor is ever
0: going to jump on a MetaMask and you know jump in and provide liquidity to a DEX or something like that so yeah I mean it's great for them like they're going from all angles I guess just giving as much utility to their token as possible but um yeah even Elrond gold I was just amazed to see their price action like I remember looking at it not long ago thinking it's under 200 bucks and I think I looked at it yesterday it's 550 dollars yeah it's crazy. just gone ballistic everyone's just by basically buying it up to create liquidity pairs to then stake and earn I guess, more rewards and great segue. And at SwiftX here, we've recently uh, launched staking ourselves, which is a pretty big move. Staking, yeah. Yeah.
1: Staking is huge. It's obviously been one of our most requested features at at SwiftX. and. Very, very proud to be able to get that one out and um you know a bit of a bit of a leader in the space in terms of Australian cryptocurrency businesses getting multiple assets staking out. So you mm-hmm. know we've got a lot of plaudits for that. You know, yep. we only it's only been about two weeks or a week oh, and a half since we launched. Yeah, it's been quick, so yeah. It seems like a while, but yeah, no, no, but, um whatever. yeah, we've got um ten more. assets now you can stake and earn yeah. on. Some more so, recent um, ones added, Tron and Flow. Yeah, yeah. Tron and Flow were added yesterday, yeah. Time recording here. Yeah. Um so yeah, ten assets now that you can earn, you know, rewards per year. Ever, anywhere from kind of I think um 4.9% to 20% 20, on yeah. Kappa, at the moment yeah. which is good I mean if you're going to hold cryptocurrencies on an exchange you know we we always talk about trying to take personal custody of your assets and that's definitely always yeah. number one but if you are going to hold your cryptocurrency on an exchange or a third party wallet or you know anything that's essentially online why would you not opt into a rewards mm. per year system if, if you could that comes yeah. via you know a staking protocol and it's so. all
0: just risk allocation right you don't the whole lot, if you don't yep. want to, like you can split 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever you Percent, you're, I guess, comfortable with just earning something back. Sure. Know, rewards over time.
1: It yeah. kind of, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, you're going to hold, if you're going to sit Cava on SwiftX, it mm. makes sense to press two buttons on yeah, the app now, which buttons. is, you know, yeah. the team have done an absolutely amazing job there of, of just getting it so user friendly and so easy to opt in and easy to opt out, which is always the important part. Mm. um A lot of other no protocols. Lock-ups. yeah no,
0: no lockup. No fees. No
1: fees, exactly. Yeah, yeah a lot of other protocols. Daily use. compounding.
0: I think a lot of people will skim past that one. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's
1: right, that's right. So the rewards per year yeah. model is is paid out every day at um, between 10 down. and 11, I think, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And, you know, daily compounding, which is really important. And um, I think just the ease of being able to get your assets staking, unstaking. You know, if the market goes down or goes up, you can unstake it in two seconds with two clicks and, and actually liquidate as well. Um, you know, some of the other protocols, it takes a bit of time. There's some unbonding, there's some unstaking penalties that you would incur. So you know, obviously we've tried to avoid all of that. So um, yeah, like I said, very proud of, of the way we've been able to deliver mm. staking. And it's definitely going to be a, a watch this space. I don't think we're, we're anywhere near finished in terms of what assets we're going to make available for staking as well over the next few months. So yeah, very, very exciting there because, uh, you know, everybody's got exposure to 20, 30, 40 different assets <laughs> these days. So, you know, yeah. we need to keep up with that. So that's our, that's our challenge.
0: Yeah. It's good. I think it's good as a I guess a movement forward for the industry in Australia. Like even if it's not just SwiftX, like as yep. a whole, that just to see that progression and seeing that we're keeping up and you know, hopefully get to a stage where we're actually innovating a bit more. Yeah. And given a bit more, I guess, um space to innovate within as opposed to
1: yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, some yeah. of the regulations that I think we touched on in the last podcast. Yeah. It's actually looking really positive for yeah. Australia because yeah. it seems like the direction is being taken to um allow businesses like SwiftX mm. and, and other um fintechs to innovate. We're probably still, you know, six to twelve months away from any kind of concrete legislation being been passed or, or brought in, but yeah. but it, it definitely seems at this point that it's it's working in our favour. Part for the course, nothing gets pushed very quickly. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. So but um, India ban crypto again. I don't know if you heard. I didn't. Yeah, just like a light switch on and off. India and China just seem to go through this. It's my favorite thing to hear, but <laughs> it <laughs> almost is the the catalyst for it's
1: bullish news. Bu- yeah, it's weird. You it's have a so, so reverse sentiment. You yeah. ha- you actually it is a reverse sentiment exactly. Yeah. The last time China banned it, it was bullish. Yep couple of times before that, it caused a slight correction. But then after that was like a huge yeah. run up. Yeah. So I don't know. What are you talking What are you talking, what I, saying? Why are they banning it
0: this time? I don't know. I didn't read. I only just heard it on the way in this morning. But um, I said to everyone, like, it was actually a, a long time ago. Sorry, it was like when we we're in that little ditch in June, July, when we were just basically what we now know was hopefully bottoming out. I think there was China FUD then. And I said then, oh, yeah, we'll get the India FUD next and we'll be on our way. That's and, true.
1: Yeah, that, and it came.
0: The prophecy's came. been fulfilled. It's came now.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that one plays out over the next few weeks. But next Fortnite, mate. We'll be able to talk about it. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: The prophecy fulfilled itself again.
1: Yeah, it's one of those, it's just one of those things that just continues to roll around. I mean, we, you're never too far away from a, an announcement of somebody banning it or yeah. like, but the sentiment's been so bullish. We kind of probably needed something like that to, yeah. to check us again.
0: I think yeah. um, even like when we were tracking those new highs, I know we had the discussion of like, this almost feels too good to be true. Like there's way too much adoption. There's way too yeah. much good news articles. Like it's... Um,
1: yeah, all the ETF stuff was coming out. Yeah, in the last Yeah, yeah it was the ETF news. That's when we yeah, pushed yeah, that's up to those right, highs. Uh, I think since the last time we yeah. spoke, there has been another spot ETF. I think we talked about spot the, ETF was quite important. Yeah, that was denied, uh, right? Denied. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, You know, it's still taking time, mate. Other than that, anything else going on? I guess around where the market is sitting right now. I mean, we've we've obviously seen a good strong close again today. It's going to be very interesting to watch it how we pull into December. Yeah. Um. You know, I guess <laughs> if we're going to equate it to what happened then. 2017. We mm. could be in for a very, very volatile
0: <laughs> yeah. December.
1: Um don't see it happening. For no, hours. I don't see it happening at it's all, no times, way. personally. Um, yeah. I'd
0: love to be proved wrong, but at the same time, I don't, because I kind of do enjoy it, just going up steadily.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot less stressful. Yeah, exactly. And I think people with more experience would acknowledge that that's a better way for us to do this, right? You mm-hmm. know, people that come in new, they expect to see these massive volatile spikes. Um, when they don't see it, sometimes they lose a bit of interest. And But, you know, for us being in it a bit longer, we can understand yeah. that that's healthy, right? And that's, yeah. you know... A win for the industry and a win for investors is a slower take-up with some corrections along the way. Mm. So anyone that's listening, you know, don't ever be afraid of a correction. You know, don't be too over-risked. Yeah, if you're up at night thinking about it, checking your phone, you probably got too much on the line. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you need to, you know, take profits along the way. I was talk about taking profits. I mean, Pav yeah. had a bit of a joke about Pav doesn't really like to take profits at the time. but <laughs> I'm, I'm getting better. <laughs> you are getting better. You're yeah, getting yeah, better. yeah. yeah. It's true. Um, less moonshots. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, apart from that, I think the, the narrative hasn't changed. The fundamentals haven't really changed. No. For me, I'm still expecting this run to push out into, you know, Q1, Q2 next year. Um, you know, if it continues along these lines where we make an all-time high every month or every six weeks, I'm, you know, we're going to be pretty happy, right?
0: Yeah, because it is just a grind until you get pop, right? And yeah. And when that pop comes, that's when you kind of know, all right probably time to start taking it's time. yeah exactly know.
1: exactly you know yeah. and, and different people you talk to always have different opinions which is the beauty of, it, beauty of the beauty of space they are just opinions yeah, you that's gotta right. make your own that's right well that's it guys thank you very much for for tuning into another episode of tapping into crypto if you liked what me and pav were chatting about today feel free to share across socials at tapping into crypto on instagram and uh we'll catch you guys next time catch ya